0: Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And this is Hey, I Like That Spooky Game. Nice. That there, sounded great. There, it sounded like something from the monsters.
1: I, I, You know what? I I was thinking about trying to do my own version of the Monster Mash, but oh, I felt like that. man. It'd be too much. It'd be too much. It'd be too much.
0: Is there anything so as too much with our show? I no. <laughs> How you doing, Tony?
1: I'm doing good. It's getting in the Halloween mood. We had a uh little Halloween party at the house yesterday, so
0: Ooh, very nice. Did you wear a costume?
1: Uh no, this was more uh of a uh a witch's party, so
0: Ah uh, and you watched Hocus Pocus.
1: Yes, it no, that's <laughs> literally what happened. Uh, <laughs> Christy had her girlfriends over, and they all, like, they carved pumpkins, and they, like, drank butter beer out of a cauldron. I just kind of came down and ate their food. It mm-hmm. was great. Um, <laughs> but definitely uh, put me in the Halloween mood. Hey, I we haven't, ad, we haven't talked about this at all yet, so might as well do it on the podcast.
0: What are you dressing up for for Halloween? Ooh, I am going to be Captain America.
1: Beard so or I no got beard?
0: Beard. That's the thing. Okay. Like, that was... Both the best thing of Infinity War and the worst thing of Endgame was when Captain America shaved his beard, because when I have a beard, it hides the fact that my jawline's a little, a little thicker and not nearly as muscular and angular as Chris Evans is, so that I can, like, I can still pull off the look without it being completely obvious that I have nothing like a physique that he does. Right, right. Yeah, but doing that, and, uh, yeah. We actually, uh, Dre and I are going to an anime expo, and for that we're doing Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. What? Hell, yeah, we are. (laughs) That's super duper
1: dope. I am uh, jealous of that. You'll definitely have to post some pictures of this,
0: uh, when it is done. Oh, absolutely. What about you, Tony? What's your costume gonna be?
1: Uh, so Christy and I are doing a couple's costume. We are doing a... We're doing April O'Neil and Casey Which Jones.
0: One? Oh, God. I got that's better than being one of the turtles now that I think about it. Hell, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, like, I
1: just got some, like, really, like, 90s, like, denim kind of stuff and, like, grungy, grungy kind of things. And then um, I got... The only thing I really spent any money on was um, I bought, like, a replica mask. Because, you know, Hell like, he yeah. has... Because he has a specific mask. A very it's
0: distinct hockey mask, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I got that... So, yeah, I'll have, uh, I'll have that and, like, a little fake uh, hockey stick and a golf club.
0: That would be great. It's going to be wonderful. I love it. That's a good costume. I like that idea. Hey, hey, I like that costume idea. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Giving that one a thumbs up. Well, um, for what we've been playing right now, it's only been a hot second since we last recorded. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've had a whole lot of time for games. Have you played anything between uh, the last episode? I did. So
1: I played a game yesterday that, um, you know, I haven't played much of it yet. Only like an hour, maybe an hour and a half of it. But I found it really interesting, so i love to talk about it. It's called um, Battle Chef Brigade. Uh, this game came out, I believe it was last year. Uh, it's an indie mm-hmm. title. Uh, it's part puzzle game, part action RPG, part cooking game. Um, All
0: right.
1: So, so it's like the, the gameplay loop is you are like a brigade cook and you go out and forage for ingredients and you bring those ingredients back into the kitchen to cook a dish uh for like some judges so like the judges like kind of iron chef rules will say like hey go use this ingredient or like bring these flavors back to me um there'll be judges that have different um different, uh, tastes that they normally like. So you can try to build your dish to appease certain judges to give you a better score. Um, but the, the where the puzzle element comes in is the ingredients that you go forage for, uh, outside of the kitchen and the action RPG, uh, element of it, you're kind of like fighting these little animals or, uh, picking up different fruits and veggies. Um, each one of those, uh, ingredients have a different, uh, kind of, puzzle piece to it so like imagine like a bust a move or a um, bejeweled like uh, setup where you have these different circles they have different colors and when you match together they uh, collapse into number level gem and uh, so you put these ingredients mm-hmm. into your play field you try to match things together turn and shift uh, these gems around to make the like flavor stronger and um there's also like components of okay if i go and bring back meat you know like i fight like a giant you know uh like bird or something like that and you bring back meat from the bird um (laughs) it'll have bones (laughs) and stuff in it or i'll have like poison elements so there's like a chopping board next to like the, the um the iron skillet where you're cooking things in. So you move things over to the board and you can, there's a little puzzle mechanic to like take out the bones or to take out the poison pieces. And you do that there and you can do things like really fast. Um, and then you bring that over to like your cooking station and it's, it's fascinating how, um, how they really nailed the frantic pace of cooking while it's still being a puzzle game. Um, and, like, an action RPG, it's it's one of the weirder combination of gameplay elements I've ever really played, um, but I'm really, really liking it. Like, I love Iron Chef and Chopped and, like, those shows. You know I love puzzle games. Um, the... A- the, oh, that the action RPG uh, part, where you're going to forge for the um, ingredients, like that's kind of a, a minimalistic part of the game. And I, like I said, I've only played a little bit of it so far, but it is interesting that once you get more used to, okay, here are the different ingredients that are out in the world, you really can start trying to find exactly the ingredient you're looking for almost like in chapter you're running into the pantry to get like your ingredients um you do that same thing but Mm -hmm. you have to go fight you know monsters to get that um i this is a game that i will stick with for a while they have like a really um robust story mode so far um, that I've played through. The art style almost—it's like anime-ish, but it looks almost like Avatar: The Last Airbender kind of style of anime. So it's got a so it's got a really yeah. cool look to the game, and yeah, I'm really liking it. It's uh, called Battle Chef Brigade.
0: You find the strangest games, and I have no idea how you just pick out all these strange little gems all I, over the place. Like, when did you hear about this, or did you just like roll the dice um, So it?
1: I have uh, Game Pass, uh, PC Game Pass. Um,
0: oh, so, there we so go. So you That's get it. so
1: you get a chance to play a lot of games in that. But like, honestly, part of it is just you know reading a lot of blogs on video games, like following podcasts, and you're know, just being um, kind of connected to interesting indie games out there, and just like trying to like keeping your ear out for it. But yeah, like i'm glad i'm super glad for game pass that i'm able to play this game because i've been watching this game for a long time like kind of waiting for my moment to buy it and you know now i kind of just bit the bullet and i bought two years of xbox live and then upgraded it for a dollar to get like the ultimate uh game pass um subscription so like now Mm -hmm. i have two years of game pass already paid for so now i'll be able to you know play a bunch of stuff that maybe i wouldn't have uh sat down and played with uh otherwise so yeah i'm i'm really excited to to dig into that game more and you know whatever else i find through game pass
0: yeah that's super cool and i always always like the games that you you highlight it's good to get a different sort of perspective outside of it because i don't buy games very often so when i do i kind of have to be picky about it um yeah, but then you get, you can, you, like, help distill down all the indie games into really what's worth playing, and, I mean, we've been doing this for a while now, you know my mm-hmm. gaming tastes, so you know what kind of stuff that I might like, too, yeah, and I appreciate you would that. not, you would not to, like that, yeah. Brigade. <laughs> yeah. No, you no, would not like this game. I mean, y- y- you had me at, like, RPG, then you sort of lost me at Puzzle. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Um, have you been playing anything? I know it's uh, it's only been
1: a couple of days since we played, uh, did a recording. So anything come up beyond Pokemon?
0: No. Um, so I just a little bit this weekend started playing some uh, Resident Evil Two remakes nice. again. You know, spooky, spooky season. Got to get that in. Uh, it's still really good. I still really like that game. It's still enjoyable and fun and. The spooks are a lot less potent just because I've already played a good amount of it. But regardless regardless of that, I still think the gameplay is solid enough to be enjoyable and to come back to. I mean, it's very similar to the feeling I get when I play Resident Evil 4 still. Like, I love that game so much. I've played through it so many times that the spooks don't really get to me at all because, you know, at this point, it's just like kind of an equation to be run. Um, but I still really love it, and I still really like that kind of gameplay, and it's, yeah, really nice. good game. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, so RE2 Remake, if you're looking for a good spooky game, that's still good. Probably be able to get it a little cheaper yeah. use now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but let's get into the spookiest of games. You really want to explore a mansion? You don't want that Resident Evil shit. You want <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. And we'll get into that after the break. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that, was your best, best transition yet, Jake. I... You know, it just kind of came <laughs> it was pretty to me. good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Nothing gets me more amped than Luigi's mansion. Hey everybody, Jake here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hey Like That Game. If you're enjoying the show and want to reach out to Tony and I, you can email heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet me at likethatgame, and you can follow us on Facebook for updates. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Back to the depths of Hey, I like that game, where we're playing spooky games. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to Hey, I like that spooky game. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about Luigi's Mansion, the GameCube launch title. Extraordinaire. Some have called it a glorified tech demo. I have called it one of my favorite games ever, and we are finally talking about it on here. Hay- yeah, this, that game. this game. So,
1: like you said, launch title for the GameCube. So it came out 2001. Um, I mm-hmm. so I have a lot of memories of this game. Like like I mentioned on our last show, the GameCube was the first console I bought with my own money. Um, I had bought games for myself in the past, but like I, I first time I was like, okay, setting aside money, I'm buying this console. I was all ready for it. Luigi's Mansion was the first game that came out with it, and the first game that I had for it. Uh, and I remember sitting down and playing it instantly as soon as I got my GameCube. Um, and I haven't touched it since. So this was definitely this is definitely <laughs> a stroll down memory lane. Um, definitely some very uh, peak nostalgia moments while i was playing this game um but uh but yeah you said this like a glorified tech demo like honestly in my mind that that's the best way to to uh explain this game uh for sure Mm -hmm. so so the setup is you play as luigi uh mario has gone missing and you are trying to find him and you were you were also, like, given a mansion, so you're going to check out the mansion and trying to find Mario, I guess, and t- turns out, oh, your mansion is haunted and there's ghosts everywhere, and now you have to save your brother Mario and suck up ghosts of the Vacuum Cleaner because, sure, because that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And...
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's not a... No, sorry, it's not a proton.
1: <laughs> <pack>. <laughs> yeah, but, um... So that, that, that's basically it. Like You are ghost hunting Luigi through this haunted and spooky mansion um, and trying to find the clues to save your brother. That's, that's yeah. basically it.
0: So the core gameplay of it is stun and suck. So you have a flashlight that will stun the ghosts and then you can uh, start sucking them up with your vacuum and they have the, like an HP counter that ticks down as you Suck them in, and the mechanic of it is you tilt the joystick and the C stick away from the ghost, and you kind of like wiggle it and do this like kind of like a little bit of a tap. It's actually kind of a a more intricate uh, like stick m- movement than you would expect, and that will make their HP go down faster. You know, small ghost, not a whole lot. You can usually get them in one go. Big ghost, it's going to take a little yeah. bit longer. Um, and that's it. I mean, you get a couple upgrades throughout that are just different like elemental sprays which basically just like okay blue enemy use fire spray etc it's not like too inventive or like in the gameplay it's really just a way to progress in the map uh just like a way to get past uh held off areas due to like some kind like if there's a fire you put it out with water uh so this game has like a hub world which is the mansion, and it slowly expands as you defeat bosses and get keys and those elemental upgrades to get through areas, but it's still relatively oh linear. yeah
1: very like there's only a couple parts of the game where you could really say it branches where you could go do you know one or two different things in like your main path, um, most of it's very linear and, and just to go back to like the controls of it it's um it's mm-hmm. important to note that, like the GameCube, was like the first time that you could do anything kind of dual analog for Nintendo, right? Because the N sixty four, you had a single analog stick, but you didn't, but you didn't yeah. really use it in tandem with the D pad. It was really you're using the analog stick, and that's all. So this, so this game really um, was the coming out party for you know a twin stick kind of experience. So it does do that fairly well, you know, being able to control the two sticks. Um, to to bring in the ghost so that I kinda of wrestle with it. And it almost it almost reminded me of like a fishing game kind of where like you're just you're you're <laughs> fighting against these ghosts and like you're the only thing like I I would half the time be like spinning the C the stick around and be like, okay, like this this happened to make his HP go down like really fast. So like I'll spin it sometimes. Like why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Get this yeah, it, yeah, in. it was <laughs> it's pretty great um in that regard
0: yeah hey well we have a second can we talk about the n64 controller like what was up with that thing the three prongs and the one control stick have you ever tried playing a first person shooter that was on the n64 with a modern controller Uh,
1: i i mean i've played a shit ton of goldeneye so like yeah but but um but Yeah. yeah it's uh hey i don't like that controller um
0: hey i don't like that controller not at all anyway quick side over let's get back to luigi's um, mansion so
1: i think luigi's mansion is like gameplay wise incredibly shallow there's really not much going on with the game like you had mentioned there's these elemental sprays that really don't do much to change up you know combat in any way it's more like Oh, now that you have the fire spray, you can like light these candles, which will like open up this like this type of puzzle that you can do. But usually the way the game works is you walk into a room. The room will have, you know, they all the rooms or at least all like the boss rooms look very different. So it's like okay, find the weird gimmick that happens in this room. Sometimes it's engaging, sometimes it's stupid, and figure it out. Usually takes only a couple of seconds. Boss uh, ghost appears, and then you wrestle it, get a key, move on to the next one. Like, that's that's it. That is the entirety of the game. Catching ghosts are usually always the same, save for, um, what, the four bosses that are in this game um, that are... Uh, like, they introduce, like, small differences to gameplay, but it's really not... It, it mm-hmm. Like... Gameplay is not challenging at all in this game. It's all very, very limited in what you're doing. Um, really, this game is hanging its hat on its aesthetics and its charm, I guess. Like, that's really that's really it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yes. Which it has absolutely. in
1: spades. Absolutely has in
0: spades. Um, oh, this game has so much personality into it. It's just chock full of it. Every environment is so care ca- like, caressed with detail and all these like little ch- touches like a cluttered desk or you know toys on the floor or just something that like displays the personality of the ghost you're fighting of this mansion itself that really feels lived in. And I agree with you that the gameplay is fairly shallow. There's not a whole lot to it once you get it, you get it. There's not really too many deviations from that. But that's where I think the length of this game serves as an advantage. This game is Very quick, like three to four hours quick, maybe. And I've, you know, played it a lot, so it's a quick run through. Um, and that's about as much time as it needs for the gameplay to not get stale and for the charm to not wear off and for you to get a full picture of the aesthetic of this mansion they lovingly crafted and. Then it's over, and it leaves you with a good yeah, feeling.
1: Yeah, I'll agree that the, the the length of the game definitely serves it. Like, it took me about four and a half hours to go through it, but that was because I was kind of playing it on and off and, like, wasn't, like, super focused on, like, trying to, like, speed run this thing or anything like that. But, um, you know, I remember as a kid feeling ripped off by that. You know, like, this was the first game I bought for this brand-new console, and I was done with it in, like, the first day or two that i had the console and i was just done and as a kid i'm like what the fuck man like that like i bought this brand new piece of equipment and i'm already done with this game like i had like a, an enjoyable time with it i guess but like it was over so fast you know um
0: i, mm-hmm. I yeah i remember I that appreciate feeling too. that
1: now as an adult when i don't have as much free time to to play games so i was able to knock it out really quickly and i can move on to other stuff but um you know, I, when you say that, you know, it was just long enough for the gameplay, uh, like, the limited gameplay to not lose um, its its effect on you or something, like, I, I actually disagree. Like, I was kind of bored with playing this game after after about Area 2, about halfway through the game. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, give me something different. Give me something new. And it just, it just didn't deliver that. Like, it was just kind of all the same kind of stuff. Yeah, the game is, is fun in the sense of, like, I like seeing the new rooms that are opened up and some of the portrait, um, ghosts are cool looking. You know, like, they do some really cool stuff with that. But, I mean, like, I wasn't having a fun time playing it after about two hours. Like, I was kind of done with it after that. Um, but the charm never wears off in this game. It's... It is. It carries the entire game. Like they really made Luigi feel like a his own distinct character. I feel like before this moment, Luigi was like very much just a background character. He may have had um, a couple of moments here or there where he had like his own spotlight. I I don't think this is his first like solo outing of a game. I think I could have. because there's that game Mario is missing for the Super Nintendo where I think you play Luigi. Um, but that
0: game sucks. Okay, that That, that, game, that game fucking sucks. <laughs> but, like,
1: this game, it's like, okay, they really lean into, okay, Luigi's kind of uh, a nervous and scaredy cat. You know, he's like a nervous Nelly, scaredy cat. Um, and, like, his animations are, like, perfect for that. Like, as he's kind of, like, creeping through the hallways, he's always just kind of tiptoeing around. His teeth are chattering, you know? Like, he freaks out when, like um he sees like his first like big scary ghost um and it's it's very cartoony like it looks like a saturday morning cartoon like it really does um and mm-hmm. y- you know the the mansion looks cool it looks like sh- ripped straight out of disney's haunted mansion um so all that stuff is great professor E. egad is great <laughs> right I yeah, love that guy. Yeah, so that's like, I believe this is his first outing. Like, this, is his, this is his introduction, and he becomes like a part of the Mario universe because I know he shows up in some of the uh, Mario and Luigi games uh, here and there.
0: So, the Superstar Saga. Yeah, yeah. Games. yeah. So like, yeah. So
1: yeah, this this game does a lot to introduce things into the Mario universe. I mean, like Luigi has the um, has the vacuum cleaner. Was it the Poltergeist uh, 3000? He has
0: that the Poltergust 3000 thank you very much
1: (laughs) fucking puns Um, that's pretty
0: good Um, but like
1: they introduced that to the Mario universe so now Luigi has that for uh, in Smash Brothers for his grab Um, so like Mm -hmm. they they do things to to really kind of push Mario games forward but like in terms of gameplay fucking no it's it's really not much this game hangs its hat on Charm and charm alone.
0: Hmm. Well, so there's this. This uh, most of the overworld hub game has the same melody that goes, uh, and it's like I have this like this distinct song that's just been burned into my memory because of how many times I've heard it. And after you clear an area of all ghosts, like the lights turn on and then it's like a safe area, and the music stops playing. But Luigi keeps, like, humming and whistling that same melody to himself in, like, a nervous manner. And then you go into a new room, and then it, like, immediately picks up, like, the full orchestra right where Luigi left off. And that just, like, little touch is emblematic of, I think, all the care and all, like, the detail they were able to put into it. Because it is so compact. And because they, let's be honest, wanted to show off what the GameCube would do. And... Because of that, there's like all these cool little details and personality yeah. to it that just yeah yeah like the,
1: the your your map and like your item um, your inventory is a Game Boy color, but it's called a Game Boy Horror, um, which is like it's like a cute yep. little thing. Um, they do some like interesting stuff when um, like little flourishes when uh, when Luigi picks up a key when he beats a boss or. Um, when he sucks up a boo, uh, he does like cool little like animation flourishes that are like nice. That you know, it's it's uh, like, they're, they're cool looking. Like,
0: <laughs> Ooh you're trying you're
1: trying so hard to like it, Tony. I can it's, feel you. It's like it's all of the the little things about the game, all the little details, like all the Nintendo stuff is like perfect in this game. All of that mm-hmm. stuff is perfect. I just don't feel like it's a compelling gameplay. You know, like it's the same shit over and over again. And some of those portrait ghosts are awesome. Like the rec room ghost, where you have to like push the um push the like a punching bag into him to like knock him out, and then you have to hit him again, and then you can suck him up. Yeah. Or I kind of like uh like the granny ghost, where you have to like knock over her her little yarn balls, suck it up in the vacuum, and then hit her with it, and then you can like. Uh, start it, but for every one of those, there are really boring and lazy ones, like the fortune teller or the creepy uncle in the wardrobe room. They're like, where they just fucking stand, yeah. there? and it's just like, okay, have your back to them, and then they will do something, and then you turn around him the flashlight, and you got him. It's like, that's lazy, you know. Yeah. It's like it's either they're trying to pad out the length of the game, which is already short. Or they just couldn't come up with more ideas for the ghosts. So it's like it's stuff like that where if every single one of those portrait ghosts had like a compelling and different little puzzle to it, even though it's like a, a couple of seconds to figure it out, if it was different every time, I'd be into it. But it's there's mm-hmm. not enough. There's just not enough there, and it feels really lazy at times. Um, pl-
0: yeah, I can understand that. Well, I, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on was uh, the collectibles in this game. So basically, there's just like money and gold bars and jewels and whatnot stashed all over the place. Um, and at the end of the game, based on how much you collect, you get to like, actually buy a mansion. And if you get a certain amount of money, then you can buy like, a real, full, legit replica mansion and walk through it. And it's all you know, nice, lights are on and everything. But I want, I'm curious, how, like, I love kind of, like, that feeling of collecting... All the money, like the physics of it, are actually just, like really satisfying to like suck up all the bills and whatnot, and I think it's a fun progress tracker. But how I, did you? I thought it was of
1: it? kind of dumb. Like,
0: um, I, I, yeah, compl- I thought you would. I kind of knew the answer before yeah, that. Yeah, like,
1: um, so I totally forgot about that that ending piece of the game where, um, you know, you're trying to build a mansion or buy a mansion. Um, i I totally forgot about that and like they i don't think they really allude to that it's just like hey there's money and there's shit everywhere so it's like okay i guess i can pick this up like i i kept thinking about it in terms of like okay these are just like points that i'm collecting like okay I, i guess um i had no idea why i was doing it or why i should be looking for this stuff you know like i didn't see any ranks or anything at each of the different four areas like at the end if it was like Oh, rank S. Be like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm trying well, to do that.
0: It ranks the ghost you capture. Did you notice that when you turn them into pictures, the frame color denotes how you. Okay, you so do like,
1: it. that's that's a little touch that I had no, I, I didn't even notice that at all. Did like none of that uh, was like explained to you? And like, I'm not not saying that. I'm yeah, not that's saying true. that every video game has to come out and tell you exactly like, hey, like this is everything here, but like give me a little bit of a hint as, as to what's going on mm-hmm. there. Um, so I, I had no, no interest, saw no point in really going after all of the stuff. Like when you're right, like when the bills like fly out of a chest or when you open up a drawer and there's like all this money that comes out, it is kind of satisfying to like punch your vacuum at it and like, uh, suck up the bills. But like, I didn't go out of my way to, to get that stuff. And then like at the end, it's like, Oh, okay. I got a rank D mansion. Cool. I guess. You know, like I guess that's cool. Like um I, I thought that was kind of just mm. needless. And it's like if there were if there was more gameplay elements here, like, oh, once you get to ten million dollars, then you could buy a new uh poltergust. You know, maybe you can get a poltergust four thousand thank yes, you for sorry. saying it right uh, sorry i did sorry i didn't do that right before <laughs> very <laughs> apologetic um but like if there was some sort of like upgrade tree or some like other reason to collect money outside of this um this v- very end of the game needless kind of thing um i guess i would have been more into it but like i thought it was kind of dumb and, and unneeded um mm-hmm.
0: yeah I see that, and I... I Yeah, that makes sense, and without it being explained, and without you kind of having that own personal investment into it, the collectibles don't really do anything, and, like, all your complaints are one of the reasons why I'm very excited for Luigi's Mansion 3, which is upcoming on the 31st. So, I... I played the remake on the 3DS. I, I still have it on, on disc, but on my GameCube stuffs at uh, home, my parents' house. And it doesn't feel very well on the 3DS. Um so I have the the new model that has the second little nub joystick and that's essential for this. I know the if you don't have that it's basically like you have to use motion controls and those are really finicky. It doesn't have a good sense on it when it's on the small screen as well and it's still, you know, get that sweet sweet Luigi's Mansion taste but in the, like the package it's delivered it's not super good. And that was one of the reasons why I wasn't a huge fan of the sequel, Dark Moon, that came out on the 3DS, because those shortcomings were just... The game was designed more for those constraints, but those constraints aren't beneficial to it. They're not gonna... They're just gonna exaggerate the flaws in it. So a full, honest-to-god, console sequel, you know, almost 18 years later. I'm excited to see what's done there. and. If it is just pure unabashed nostalgia, which makes me love this game, which it absolutely might, because I know your complaints, and I, they're completely valid, but I, I still love it so much, even though I know it's very flawed, I want to see how that's going to translate yeah. today. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, I I could very well see Luigi's Mansion 3 being a very interesting game that could be a fun little romp, you know? Um but, I, like, I don't have any interest. Like, I really don't. Um, I feel like the... Whatever Gooigi could bring to the table... And Luigi's Mansion... Ooh, he's gonna bring a lot to the table, though. Look at him, it's, he's so cute. Yeah, it's, th- Luigi's Mansion hangs its hat on its charm. And it really is so fucking charming. Like, this game, it's super basic. It's really not a stretch in terms of difficulty. But it's so fucking charming. Like, the, the, the first boss, that, that big baby perfect example of this it's like Mm -hmm. super duper easy like it's really um not a stretch at all in terms of like how you have to play against it to beat it like you figure out the puzzle like really fast okay easy but then once you win louise just cheeses it up like he's got this giant ass grin on his face and he's just looking looking hilarious (laughs) so it's like you can't help you can't help but love those moments right uh can't help but moment and like like I was talking about before, like, the nostalgia of this game, like, the the moments that really hit the, my nostalgia really hard, uh, I definitely, wa- I, I, I definitely want to bring this up before I forget about it, is, so the very first time, I went to go open a door, and it was locked, and it, you know how it does, like, that weird cutscene where, like, it zooms in on your hand, and he tries to, like, open it? Yeah. Like, that tickled the nostalgia bone in my body so intensely that, like, like, it <laughs> brought me right back to that same place in time when I very first played the game. Like, it, it was it was striking. you know. And then same with those little flourishes when, like, when you beat the bosses and things like that. Like, those moments, I remember so vividly. Uh, Experienced those for the first time. So, like, the game is just absolutely... It oozes charm. But even though that first boss is like a... It's like, oh, cool, like a fun little first boss. Second boss is, like, incredibly uninspired. It's, like, it's pretty dumb, and most of the portrait ghosts look very distinct uh, from one another. The second boss just looks like another ghost, basically. Like, he's, he's, he's very same yeah. so it's like, ah, that kind of sucks, and, like, the mechanic of that one is not really great either. And then the mm-hmm. third boss is just like, oh, it's just a giant boo. You
0: just a bunch of booze. yeah that's the weakest boss. yeah and then
1: opinion. like in the mechanic for that one is like oh yeah you could just freeze these booze. it's like well i've been catching booze this entire time and i never really did that or like i, I don't know if you even can do that against regular booze. um so yeah no, so for that can. to be the mechanic of that boss all of a sudden it's like well that that doesn't make a ton of sense like they could have very easily introduced that mechanic earlier in um in area three and then move that into a more difficult boss but they didn't do that so it's like eh, that's not great the the final boss like the like the king boo that's in a bowser robot costume or whatever the fuck you want to call it um yeah that's yeah it it is kind of cool it's just like but why is bowser in this game like where did that fucking come from it comes out of nowhere at the end of the game It's Mecha Bowser. But it's not Mecha Bowser, because it looks exactly
0: like Bowser. Like, it's just... It's the same fucking thing. I don't know. It's spooky ghost magic, Tony. What do you want? It's King Boo inside of uh, Bowser.
1: I will also say... I will also say... The last area of this game is not fun. Because the backtracking is not good. And... Uh... You know, we were saying before this game is very linear, so it's like okay, you open a key, and then like the floor that you're on for the most part, it's like oh, there's a door on this floor that you go to, or there's a door not too far away to get you to the next thing. Once you get to area four, you're backtracking through the mansion like quite a bit. I feel like, and mm-hmm. that's it, it's not a strong part of the game. You know, it's not they don't have a lot of ways to move around the mansion quickly, um, so it. it it begins to get a little frustrating and dumb at times, um... So, yeah, it's... It's not great, but... I will say, like, the very last part of the game where you break Mario out of the portrait that he's being, um... You know, held within. Like, Luigi being Mm -hmm. so fucking hype about saving his brother, and just, like, laughing at him so hard he's, like, crying. Um... Is, is great again super duper charming and it endears you to Luigi as a character so much more than like Mario at least in my opinion so much more than Mario ever could because yeah. you never see that kind of emotion out of Mario like you really don't like he's just like so steely and his stuff like even in like Mario Odyssey like the latest Mario game you know you see some silliness out of him and stuff but he's usually like not not as hype as Luigi can get so it's like that that part's alright but you know
0: Yep, yep. Luigi's Mansion's a uh, younger brother game for the younger brother Mario yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's that might be it. That might be it. The younger brother in me just loves it for that that aspect yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, it's uh...
0: well, I almost dread to hear you say it, but uh, how would you rate Luigi's Mansion? Yeah, it.
1: It's like this game is the definition of fine. It's like this game's fine. It's <laughs> it's fine, like it's it's like it's not upsetting in any way. it's not terrible, it's not great either, except for the charm. The charm is amazing, but like that's not enough for me, so like unfortunately, hey, I don't like this game.,
0: mm. yeah, I understand. I get it well, for me, clear hair like that game this just this game like you said, tickles my nostalgia bone. Um, But everything Tony has said about it is true, is valid. So, I don't know. Like, I love it. I want everybody to play it. But the 3DS version isn't really worth it. And to buy an actual copy these days is going to run you 60-plus dollars minimum. Like, I saw some going for, like, 100 or so. So, it's like, if you have a copy of it lying around and you haven't played it in a while, definitely recommend going through it. It's a quick... Quick ride, but I always enjoy getting yeah. back on
1: it. I, and one other thing I wanted to say about this game is that, like, this game still does look great. It still looks great. It's oh, like, yeah. I played yep. an original uh, GameCube version of it, emulated, of course, but um, it still looks great. And if I pulled out my GameCube right now and slipped the disc in and, and played it that way, it would still look fantastic. Like, this is, you know, the definition of... Nintendo going with that kind of strong art direction, strong sense of style that they're, that they're known for that stand the test of time. So this game still looks fantastic. Um,
0: yeah, still looks a lot better than a lot of other games in that generation on any console.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, yeah, well, there's that game. Uh, before we get into your next game, Tony, you've got a, a tweet from uh, Professor Kaz, who was a little disappointed that there was no song in the Bioshock episode. <laughs> and I think we'll be disappointed again that you didn't do it here. And thank you for your concern. The j- jingles will be back soon. But jingles ain't spooky, and this is, hey, I like that spooky game. Jingles are for, hey, I it's, like that. It's, game. Ve- it's a very so, distinct. Thank you for your listen. <laughs> thank you for your care. That's what's going on. They'll be back. It's a very don't you specific
1: worry. difference very specific difference there are no jingles on hey i like that spooky game it's, it's just too spooky too spooky mm-hmm. but the only spooky thing is when tony and i try to take things serious. <laughs> um but jingles will be back in our next regular scheduled episode of hey i like that game
0: which is going to okay, be okay so
1: jake i'm going to like i've done before i'm going to give you two options um, Ooh, hold on, pick that genre. Hold, hold on one second. I just want to confirm one thing. Okay, so we uh, the system we'll be playing on is the N64. the 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 already met the already okay. mentioned terrible controller of the N64. <laughs> we will be playing an N64 game, but I wanted to give you uh, an option of of games. Um, do you want to play a racing game, or would you like to play an action-adventure game?
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, what's the last one we played? I think Burnout 3 was the last racing game we played. Adventure game is such a broad term, so I can't remember like specifically what the last one about that was. See, I gotta say, adventure game, because the one I'm thinking about doing soon is a racing.
1: Yes, game. I'm so glad you picked this because <laughs> we are playing on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game, Goman's Great Adventure. This game <laughs> is so fucking. This Why game is laughing? so fucking obscure. It's so fantastic. <laughs> 1998, featuring Goman, who is like a, uh, like a very like mid tier like japanese anime character and his cast of char- is cast of okay. friends oh my god i
0: can't fucking wait to play this game <laughs> cannot wait <laughs> all right well um subscribe you know like leave comments and tune in next time for uh go, go Mods Mods
1: great, great adventure great- <laughs> it's so good i cannot it's so fucking good. <laughs> oh
0: god i gotta look it up it's i gotta so look good. it up All it's right. so
1: good and it's multiplayer so you could get drea in the mix on this
0: oh hell yeah okay let's look at some oh sweet christ what does that dude look like dude. <laughs> <sighs> oh mm-hmm. i love it i love it, 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 I love be it so. so good, much.
1: It's gonna be so good. Thanks for listening everybody make sure to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this on and also drop us a rating and review it would really mean a lot to us thanks tune in next time